This week on the Koshkost, Shakiri shakes Southampton, City give Cardiff a lamping, and United can't park the bus at home for fear of getting a clam boot. Elsewhere, Arsenal and Spurs scrape wins, West Ham hold Chelsea at yarm's length, and in Italy, Juve's wheels continue to spin. Fraud or goat, Mumu of the week, and a special guest adds the icing to the cake. Join in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Mohanad is here. Hello. How are you? Other than extremely tired. Good. Drinking tea, so I'll be very awake very soon. Good. Bernie, how are you? Wonderful, my friend. Wonderful. Excellent. And joining us today for the second time, second appearance, a rare, a rare thing on this podcast, Jack Longo. How are you? Awesome. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, no worries. So if anyone missed our first episode with you, uh, you are a student at Ryerson Journalism. Yep, third year journalism now. Just started third year. And an Arsenal fan. Yes, yes. All right. Arsenal. Yeah. And uh, the Arsene Wenger era, right? Yes, entirely yeah. until, uh, until this year. <laughs> exactly. um, and you recently started a podcast of your own. I know it was just for the summer, but yeah, yeah, you want to let over, people know about that? Yeah, just over the summer, um, I was back home. I had a couple friends who like soccer, just like me, and... Uh, we just wanted to talk about it. We wanted to, and I, I also wanted to practice my kind of, you know, skills of doing a podcast. You know, yeah. part of my degree is, you know, working on those skills. So, um, yeah, we just did that, talking World Cup. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask, was it, was it like World Cup heavy because it was in the summer? Yeah, just or? focusing on the right. World Cup. How did you feel about the World Cup? Just curiosity. I thought it was amazing. Yeah? Yeah, I loved 20, uh, 2014 World Cup, and I thought this one was even better. You loved 2014? Yes. I'm yeah, not sure absolutely. anyone else did. <laughs> this one was definitely the best one in a very, very yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah definitely. I would definitely. agree with that. I, but also, I had zero expectations right. for some reason. Probably exactly. just because it was in Russia and I'm biased. But like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, Alex really brought us all down collectively oh, yeah. about the World Cup. <laughs> I, I no, agree. it's true. I like, agree. He just created this like black cloud of like this World Cup's gonna suck. We're like, all right, man, sure. Like, no one's looking forward to it. Bernie, you remember when we were asking oh, you? Oh, and just, I literally, I was not excited yeah, about like, it. I'm not even gonna watch it. Turned out to be the best World Cup yeah. I ever seen. <laughs> Maybe you got to do that with the next one as well. Yeah. Get even, bring it down even more. Yeah. Well, no, it's in actually, Qatar, so this isn't difficult. Yeah, the more corruption, the better the World Cup. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's inversely proportional. Um, yeah, I should do that with Arsenal. Maybe yeah. somehow hate on them, and then somehow it'll be exciting. Well, it would work. I still no, hate on them. I was going to say, it would have worked by now. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, all right, shall we dive into the Premier League then? Um, sure. We will start with Cardiff Manchester City because it will be quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, a lot of changes. Yeah, which is horrendous for fantasy. Like city players in fantasy is a suicide mission because yes. Stones didn't play, mm-hmm. David Silva didn't play, um, Gundogan came in instead and absolutely bossed his game. Mendy's still injured. Mendy was at the boxing. Now. Was at the boxing, so he got called out for that. Oh, for the uh, anti Joshua. Is that yeah. how he got injured? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? He got called. Out. Why can't he be at the boxing? Well, technically, it was at the same time or whatever. He didn't go to the game. No, but isn't the boxing at night? I don't know. There was something about him not being in the game, but being at the boxing. And Sterling just commented going, hey, bro, why why are you at the game? (laughs) Some banter, you know. Mandy's great online. Um, Aguero uh, started, uh, scored a goal, I believe. He's he's been playing great. It was a great goal. Great Mm. first touch. Mm. Just like curved it around the keeper. Beautiful shot. I have, he's been my fantasy captain for like the last month and then I switched it to Firmino. And yeah. Aguero saved, but... Very safe, yeah, but but nothing in the last month. 
Assists, like two assists yeah, last assists, game. But you whatever, know his goal yeah. record has been doing the rounds recently? I think it's 209 and 299. Because he got like into the top 10 all-time yeah. Premier League recently. He's now 10th. And oh. I actually was thinking about this. I was like, he is 10th now. He just signed a contract, right, until 2021. Mm-hmm. Like, how high up on that list can he get? Like, he is... I looked, he's 40 goals behind third place. Can he get 40 goals in four seasons? Two, two more seasons plus this next half. Two and a half mm. seasons, 40 goals. In like, the Premier League, let's say he scores another 15 this season. And then 12, 15. It's, it's doable. doable. It's 10, doable 10, as, as long as he plays enough games. Like Right now, he's starting pretty much every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But will you know in the next couple of years, will he move to a more bit part role as he gets older? Like, he's still, what, 30, 31? Yeah. Like, he's not Pep that old. Pep is moody, though. Pep is moody. All of a sudden, he's dropped and never sees another game. Because yeah. the question is, how, how, how long can you keep Gabriel Jesus on the bench? Is probably Pep's real question. And you said 40 goals behind third? Yeah, and 40. third is what, Andy Cole? Yeah. That's a lot of goals Like, like for a road to have gotten up, up to this point. That's yeah, fantastic. Exactly. To be I, fair, sorry. We I also, was just curious. Like, it, it's interesting to think if he, he can keep scoring like at the rate that he has so consistently. Obviously, he hasn't played in the mm-hmm. Premier League his whole career. He's been here for a long time. But like, can he keep going and get right. high up on that list? Well, yeah. yeah but, I mean, as Bernie said, keeping Jesus on the bench, I think we all kind of agreed the season ago or so that Pep almost wanted to make the switch, but then Aguero is the one that kind of forced his hand. Every mm-hmm. time Aguero would come on, he would just dominate, and Pep had no choice. But we felt that he was almost trying to ease Jesus into that starting role, but Aguero just would not have it, and mm-hmm. Pep had no choice. I, Jesus is clearly a very talented young player, but I don't know. I, I've not seen anything that has really convinced me that he should start over Aguero. He's all about off the ball. He's sure. just in the right place at the right time. You're not going to see a lot of flair. You're not going to see... But that's, he just scores goals. Every time he plays, he also gets goals. That's kind of the same as Aguero, though. Like, they have right. a similar profile. I, I, I agree. I mean, they are a very similar profile, but it's, it just comes down to the fact that Aguero is just more clinical than the kid. But Jesus probably has... I don't know. Actually, no. I was going to say he has a higher upside, but Aguero, when he was that age, was a monster at that oh, yeah. age as well. So oh, yeah. maybe... That's Letty. Aguero was a beast. Sure. Yeah. Um, Mares came on to score his first two goals for City. Um, the second one, uh, the first one was an easy tap-in, but a lot of City players get those goals because they're mm-hmm. always down the wing, and then somehow it's always the crosser and the guy in the box on their own City score a goal. Um, but the second one was like what City fans want to see from Mars, that cut-in, bottom corner. Signature move. Yeah. yeah. But, but can we talk about Bernardo, Bernardo's goal? Because that was spectacular. The Not, header? Yeah, the header. The littlest man on the pitch stoops to, to like back flick it, lobbed over the keeper into the corner. And what, what struck me about this was this was City's first headed goal all season. They just oh. don't score headers. And they didn't even score a regular one. It had to be some <laughs> fancy-ass back-flick header. Yeah, Bernardo Silva out of all people. Well, he's been, he's been amazing this season. And even Pep at the beginning of the season said, like, uh, from his form in preseason, his first couple of games, he did say that currently the City lineup is Bernardo Silva and 10 more players. Like, that's how good he was at the start of the season. It's so quite a statement. It is. And he's stuck with him, and he is playing him much more than he did last season. I feel like Edison... <laughs> can probably say like I'm probably on that list too. Yeah, but, but you know what? That's great management by Pep because he doesn't actually mean that. Obviously. But he's given the he's given the guy an incredible confidence boost publicly. Right. And I think his first season wasn't all that great. No. So he probably knew that he needs to give him more confidence and he did that and that's great management. Cool. Let's move on. Yeah. Um Liverpool. Top seventh, of the league. Seventh win in a row. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long can this go on? I think they they have a rough patch coming up. Played Chelsea and in the Champions League. Played Chelsea twice. City in that run. Arsenal will be there. Napoli in the Champions League. It's going to be rough. But forget 
that. Let's give them their due now. They are the best team in this league. Obviously, they're yep. top. They're also playing like it. They're as you were pointed out on the thread, Monin. They're not even really using what you would consider their best team. Well, right, they're, they're rotating for sure. Jack, do you think they can win the league? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I did. I didn't officially pick them before the season starts, but yes, they're the, absolutely the closest contender. And what I would say about this game that was even more encouraging for them was that they did rotate. Mm. They played Shakiri. They played Matip. Got a game and a goal, and that's what's a lot better about them as well is that they can bring in those rotation players when they have this tough stretch of games that's coming up that's what's going to be important and Shakiri coming off at halftime for tactical reasons he wanted to just kind of shore it up and make sure yeah. everything was just easy for the second half but that keeps him motivated as well to keep coming in and do better and Klopp obviously would have talked to him about bringing him off at halftime but right. I think he'll stay motivated to keep coming in and do well. I think the tactical reason of taking Shakiri off at halftime was just to stop Ox from spiraling into depression. Who? Ox. Oh, Ox. Just <laughs> watching the game. He's like, oh, it's like, this is enough. Ox is watching this from his hospital bed. Um, I think you're right, Jack, that last Klopp, as a manager, just loves sticking with his strongest luck. He loves doing that. That's something he's done last season, and, and we've seen it. This season is different. I remember, I didn't watch this game, but it was, I remember 27th minute, it was already 2-0. So I thought I'd go online and, and see the, just the stats. And then I went into the, the starting lineup and I saw a midfield trio of Henderson, Wijnaldum, and Shakiri. And I don't care that Southampton might be, you know, not awful. in the best form or awful <laughs> Mate, or whatever. Because, because I think of it from my point of view as an Arsenal fan, if we had those three, we would be slapped around by Southampton. It's not about the individual players on paper. It's just how they play the system, how Klopp has them playing, how hard they work for each other. Because that three is a bang average three on paper, just theoretically. Sure. Harsh on Wijnaldum, but I, I take your sure, point. And Shakiri is not, to bring not a central midfielder, and Henderson is whatever. It's their but, worst one. Yeah. So I, I think I think um, like I said, Liverpool are the best team in the league right now on form. I don't even think there's a discussion to be had, even with City and that saying something. But I I hate being this person, but I have to do it because I think you, it brings no, I don't. I actually don't. I think it brings some balance because. I looked into Liverpool's top six record last season, and it was the worst except for Arsenal, and Arsenal don't count in this equation. Right. Liverpool season is gonna is gonna basically come to this this November October November period. This is where they're gonna they struggled last season. They also struggled picking up some little points against little teams, whatever. But it's a shame Which, because they didn't lose the city, right? Last season. No, so but they like lost. It's a shame that your top six is, record is so bad. They did. They didn't. They, they the lost City the first game four nothing. Oh, with the money red card. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but then they lost to United and whatever. They lost to Chelsea. Right. Well, actually, not even Chelsea. I think Arsenal may have beaten them or something. But whatever. It's they didn't do well in the top six mini league, mm. and all those games are coming up. For me, this is where I'm going to judge Liverpool's longevity over the course of the season. I don't care about Southampton. I don't care about Leicester, Tottenham. Great, sure, but we've seen that they're not actually very good right now. So the real test is going to come, and if they come through this, which I actually suspect they probably will. Because I think they're going to beat Chelsea, probably beat Napoli. They're going to do pretty well, but let's just see it. Because this whole they're going to win the league thing, I'm not. I don't think we should go there yet. I would uh, another player that hasn't even really played yet this season is Fabinho. Yeah. We haven't even seen him yet, and he can come into that midfield as well and oh. give even more quality when they're playing like that midfield three that they played. That's this a good weekend. point. What? Why do we know why we haven't seen him? Is yeah, it because fitness? Vinaldum and, and because Milner stepped up. No, sure, but like you'd think he'd get twenty minutes here, half an hour. Like, he did get three minutes the other day, didn't he? Klopp said that he, he needs to be patient with him. But then again, last season in Monaco, he was very, very bad. 
So, as possible, as you said, maybe Milner is just so good that I don't they think realize anyone expected not form. all that great. Wijnaldum, too. Both of them. I don't think anyone expected how good Milner and Wijnaldum have been playing this season. The thing with Liverpool is, though, they have some of the best players in the leagues, I think, in multiple positions. I think Allison has only been there for, yes, seven games, but he has a stake in that. Um, you've got the Manes, the Salas, the, even the Firmino. You've got... Keita, you've got, I think Virgil van Dijk is the best centre-back in the league. You've got Robertson, who's probably the best left-back in the league. They've really started to build a team that they can say we have a lot of the best positions in the league. So it's not crazy that they're doing well. Keita aside, just because sure, there's no, there's early, no body yeah. of evidence to say anything about that. But sure, absolutely. The strike force, the Virgil, Virgil van Dijk. Robertson. Absolutely. Yeah. Robertson is... It's just a good. You said it before off air. It's just a product of coaching. I don't. Mane should never be top five yeah. in the league. Yeah. No, he should. Firmino should not be top five in the league, but he is. Right. And Salah, as good as he is, should never have scored forty something goals in a yeah. season. It all comes with the system and with coaching, and that's where you have to give Klopp a lot. I of think that's why Fabinho probably hasn't played yet. Is that it is a lot about Klopp coaching these players and mm-hmm. drilling them so much that he. It happened last year with a couple of players. Like he didn't bring them into the team until he knew that they were ready to play. Chamberlain mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. Oh, and, Robertson and was Robertson. one of them. And Robertson. Yep. Yeah. Those guys. Alexander don't... Trent. Yep. Alexander Arnold or whatever. <laughs> Just any combination. <laughs> any of the three names. <laughs> He's been absolutely phenomenal yeah. this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It's yeah. It's, Joe it's... Gomez when he yes. when oh. stepped in. He's been wonderful. Killing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great. What was where's Lovren? Lovren's injured, and yeah. they're very happy about that. Yeah. So, I, I, best defender in the world, Lovren. Yeah, yeah. Well, come on, bro. World Cup final, Champions League final. You don't get there for no reason. So, so here's here's the real he question about Lovren. Wow. Same same achievements as Modric. I'm gonna die. I'm actually gonna <laughs> die inside. Well, here's the real question: Are yeah. they is it are they better with Lovren or without Lovren? Like, no, they're like, better with Joe Gomez or yeah. Matip, definitely. Like, like is, it, is it the fact that, like, the, sorry, let me put it this way. Was Virgil like the solution or was Lovren the problem? Both. <laughs> Virgil van Dijk is definitely the solution because he, he just brought it up a whole new level. When you watch 90 minutes of Liverpool, the guy does everything. He's, he's similar to Ramos in the sense he, he, he has that distribution. Mm-hmm. He loves coming into midfield. He can score so many goals. And he's just such a physical beast. That Where was it? There was that really nice clip. I think it was against Mbappe. He just, he's such a smart defender mm-hmm. that I love him. I, I think he's absolutely brilliant. Sure. I read that uh, Arsenal had a chance to sign Van Dijk. <laughs> oh, uh, but they, they said that he was too nonchalant. And that, yeah. like, that is a big part of his game is that he's so calm. Maybe not, yeah, maybe not nonchalant, but right. calm. And you could see at Southampton last year that I think he was a little bit disinterested at times. Yes. Yeah. But when he came to Liverpool and he's actually playing to win and he is focused but so calm as well like that that really just brings their level up so much yeah he has been fantastic I mean Arsenal thought he was too nonchalant and then signed Mustafi I mean yeah (laughs) sorry I just had to but like I know I'm not going to Arsenal now but no but but that's a good point to be fair think think about that point right that someone is nonchalant if you're if you're a coach and someone says guy's nonchalant don't you think well maybe I can coach that out of him and like you know what I mean like maybe I can affect that part of him that's not as crazy as let's say Arsene Wenger signing the Nielsen because of his ankle or whatever. He's like, I like the look of his ankle. He can take shots from far. That's Sign just, him up. That's just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it worked once. It worked once, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it Alex Ferguson that said Henderson, I didn't sign him because like, I don't like the way he like arches his back when he runs or something? Yeah. They get really specific about these things. Yeah. Yeah, and then and he, and he does sold one both Charlie Adams. I love it. <laughs> um, all right, I mean, do you want to talk about Southampton or can we move on? Uh, they're rubbish. Hughes needs to be sacked before they get relegated. People need to stop giving Mark Hughes a job. Yeah. Like this, he's just making money off nothing. Like you, you know, these managers make money by being sacked. 
It's yeah. all about, I need to get sacked now yeah. so I can make my whatever it's called. They get a, a compensation package or yeah. something. But then, if you're Southampton, what do you do? Like, who do you bring you in? You get relegated. Get anyone. Just, yeah. well, like, who's, who's anyone? They, well, they could have got Marco Silva if they'd acted quicker. Not necessarily this summer. What's but Pulis doing? Pulis is at Middlesbrough, I think. Yeah, he but, like, yeah, it. he'll take the job. There are people out there. Like, anyone. Allardyce. Like, any. <laughs> We're going back to Allardyce now? I mean, if it's over Mark Hughes, oh, at least yes. you know he'll keep you yes, up. Yeah, fine. But, but Bre- Brexit Sam is not who I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Hughes had a bit of a quote. Uh, he said, We won't be the first team. Hmm. And we won't be the last team. So his tenses are just what? like all over the place. <laughs> and that's that's referring to the fact that the Southampton only had no one it, shot it's, in the ninety first minute. It, well, that too. But it was referring to the fact that they just got battered. But we won't be the first team. Like you already aren't. <laughs> what well, anyway? Yeah. Uh, Liverpool haven't been beaten in twenty four games at Anfield. Hashtag fortress. The very much so. What, what's that end called? You'll never walk alone. The cop end? The cop end. Oh, man. Liverpool, it's like literally the biggest myth in the world. They sing, you'll never walk alone for two minutes, and then the game starts, and then nothing, and then the last two minutes, (laughs) you'll never walk alone again. It's like, they do nothing in the middle. They cheer all the goals that they're... They score. But they score a lot of goals. Yeah. That's all, 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 the only thing I have to go on is that players say that Anfield is a cauldron and they do not say that about Old Trafford or the Emirates or the Etta. We've been no there. One at the We've been there. Okay. Nothing happens. 24, exactly. 24 in a row and it's also 8 clean sheets in a row. Oh. Which is oh. fantastic. Yeah. 8 in a row. Like, no one is scoring there. Ooh, that one actually hit me in the soul. In the league that was. Yeah. Okay, fair Speaking enough. of hitting Bernie in the soul. Yes. Why? United yes. won. Wolves won. So tell us about your boy. Your boy had a roller coaster of a game. Which boy? Is it Alexis or Pogba? No, no, no. Or... His boy is Pogba. Okay. Uh, is he my boy though? He is your boy. No, you're, you're him and Martial. I've, I've, oh, Martial's my boy. I don't right. care what happens to Martial in the form wise. But right. Pogba, I've been very critical of him recently because Pogba had a great first half. He was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. His yep. assist for Fred's goal was brilliant. Oh, what a touch. It was, that is the type of touch that is world class. Only just, certain players do that. Does anyone agree? Obviously, he meant it. But does anyone agree, you know, we played a little bit. After he did it, didn't he kind of think, ooh, that came off way better than I thought yes. it would? Probably. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Like, well, like, it's not 100% under control. No, it's like 85, I, 90%. The rest was like, ooh, wow, okay, nice. I think it was he knew what he wanted to do. Of course. But yeah. then, like, again, like, if, if Zidane scores that goal in the Champions League final, he's right. like, ooh. Like, exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one does everything 100% True. think it's going to come off. I'm just glad we agreed. Was but cool. he was wonderful. And then... Second half, remember we talk, talked about concentration with yes. Paul Pogba, we, and this happened again. Last point. When Paul Pogba decides to play like pure trash, the team plays like trash. Mm-hmm. He then in the second half did the thing that we talked about where, Jack, have you seen this? He, he gets the ball, and then he makes himself really big, and he tries to body yeah. the guy, <laughs> and he then tries to dribble the guy, loses the ball, falls, asks the ref for a foul, and the other team goes and scores. Every single game in the second half, that's when that happens. And then he lost the ball for the goal. Well, that's what exactly. The, and then um, Moutinho, what a finish though. That, that was, was a good beautiful. finish. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of those where you know he tries it ten more times that game and they don't go in. Well, Moutinho might. He hasn't scored in like yeah. two years. Then he won't. He score <laughs> but then again, the United defense had ten chances to get rid of that before they got it got to that point. Right, but then when you have Smalling and whoever, you need like at least twenty chances yeah. to get rid of it. Let's speak a little bit about Wolves, just because there's a lot of talk recently about how they are the best team to ever get promoted, especially kind of in the way they play. I actually think that's totally fair. I think they just provide a test that no one has ever seen from a promoted team before. They are probably, yeah, the best, but it's just that when you go to a promoted team, you usually think in a 
specific way. Mm. English you, way. Yeah. And when you go to Wolves or Wolves come to you, like, it's totally different now. Well, it's Portuguese. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is very much the Jorge Mendes derby, this right. game. But, but yeah, you're, you're completely right. Like, usually a big team would go to Wolves or have them come to it and... And assume that they will win. Assume that they'll have 70-80% possession. Then they draw to City too this season? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So they okay. didn't lose to City. They, they took the points off City? There yeah. you go. So, impre- but, but still, this should never happen. Of course. City should not draw with, with Wolves. And United should actually never draw with Wolves. It is, just shouldn't happen. So, so Wolves get no credit. But no, no, no. no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm giving them credit. But I'm right. saying, if you look at the, the reasons why this happened, it wasn't because Wolves... It was Alexis Sanchez was completely and utterly... Garbage. But when you have a and the rest game. of the team was garbage. Right. It's not like City where I can be like, City are that good. Right. And like maybe Wolves rose to the occasion. They were so bad. So bad. Pogba aside in the first half. I, I take that point, but I think we have to look at Wolves, at, like as Jack said, in a different way. Like We're still looking at them as a promoted team. But frankly, even the team on paper, you have to look at them more as like a Leicester level team like better maybe. yes they just got promoted but they're also financially dope doped right like they've got they did some, they, like, some magic they got, there like europa league champions league level players in there like jean moutinho was playing for monaco in the champions league semi-final a couple years ago like this isn't this isn't a promoted team right. other than on paper back to the game though fred's goal with his right foot he's a left foot player isn't he it was his left no foot. no he, he put it with his right this way no he spun the other way no I don't, Whatever. Doesn't I, matter. Who cares? <laughs> you see it, I thought it was his right foot. It is. So he spun with his right because Papa gave it to him with his left. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, already right. knew it was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, so he put it in with his right, and he's a left for players. Pretty good finish. First goal for United. Fred is another one of those where it was like, it's going to be like, you know, Keita, Fabinho, Fred, all these new central midfielders coming to the league who's going to do well. How has Fred done so far? I mean, I don't think that well. No, not first two games he was actually quite good. Mm. The the Leicester win and then the second game was a Brighton or I can't remember what what second game was, but he played pretty well. But it's the typical Mourinho thing where ooh I've lost a game. I'm gonna go back to what the I know gonna start and again. take you out. And against young boys he played well, but it's young boys who cares, right? Mm. So there isn't a body of evidence. He's not been bad, and when he has been good, he has been very good. Fair enough. Okay. Um, United have Derby in the EFL Cup this week. Frankie Lampard against his mentor, Jose Mourinho. That's fun. You don't care? Come on. No. Frank Lampard. Didn't you send me a stat today saying Lampard is doing really just, well? Just pulling it out right now. Lampard and Gerrard are both killing it. They're both absolutely killing it. Let's see. Here we go. So Frank Lampard's record right now, he's two points off the top of the championship. Mm-hmm. Four unbeaten at home. And he just got through to the third round of the Carabao Cup. Um, Steven Gerrard, since we're just there. He's at Rangers. He's second in the in the Scottish Premier League. Standard. Uh I mean, he could have failed. They finished second last I'm just season. saying. I'm just saying. Five goals of the weekend. He drew a weight of Villarreal in the Europa League. He's Ooh. doing quite well. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. All right. Um, is that it for this game? Let's yeah, I think so. Can I just say something about yeah. Alexis Sanchez? Oh, of like, course. I, oh, for I don't, sure. I don't want to bash on the guy because... Please, please, please do. Please do. I'm ready for it. <laughs> but I think he is the kind of player where he needs to be the guy offensively mm. and in this team he's just not like if you see whenever he was at his best it's because he was the guy like he is the focus and in this team it doesn't seem like or it does seem like players kind of dislike him a little bit and he he's playing dislikes. on his own right yeah but it's just disconnected between him and the rest of the team and i yeah i don't i don't necessarily want to see him do poorly because you know 
football. They're human beings. I don't, yeah. I don't want to see anyone like fail. fail. But mm. I just think it was a mistake for them to sign him yeah. into this team where he is not going to be. So let, let me let me ask you the question this way. So Alexis Sanchez, no one is stopping Alexis Sanchez from being the man at Manchester United. He gets the ball and then he goes, hmm. He looks around and decides I'm going to pass it into the middle. What fans actually want him to do is make a run. I haven't seen him run at a defender at all. Like, since he showed up, I haven't seen it. At Arsenal, he would run at defenders. We'd see Martial, when he plays, he runs at defenders. Rashford runs at defenders. Get in that position, run at them, make things happen, create space for other people. But he's not even coming close to doing it. And I'm not sure that's a Jose Mourinho thing. I actually wonder if, though, because in his last, like, I would say year at Arsenal... He was a different player. Yeah. Like, he didn't actually st- run at defenders anymore. He wasn't mm-hmm. that dynamic. He would, he would get the ball. He would kind of stop, mm-hmm. look up, and try and chip it somewhere. Like, that's pretty much all mm-hmm. he did yeah. for the last six months. And that's pretty much what we've seen at United. So I'm not sure if physically he's just not a bit shot, really. Yeah, I, I think Maybe. so. I think it's the age is getting to him. He can't. I don't think he feels confident to go at a guy one-on-one. I just don't think he has that confidence right now. Yeah. Th- this is why, for me, the only thing that's interesting, slightly, about the Derby game is he probably won't play someone else will, and if that person plays well, there is no longer a reason to keep starting Alexis Sanchez. Except it's just Derby. And he costs £50,000 a day. (laughs) (laughs) You need a return on that investment. £50,000 a day. You have to play that guy. I'm ready to sell that guy to Colo Colo right now. He's not going anywhere. He's making, again, £50,000 a day. Would you go anywhere? He cannot You will sit on the bench. You will literally pay the reserves. Let him sit on the bench. But he cannot continue to play. Colo Colo send their little man up to the IMF. (laughs) Being like, uh, (laughs) can we get a loan? What do you need to make? No, he's got to go. All right. Let's uh, do fraud a goat. Let's do it. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. So after much debate about who we're going to debate about, we finally settled uh, for this week's fraud or goat, uh, Tiago Alcantara. Fraud. Goat. (laughs) Alex just came right out the blocks (laughs) with fraud. Uh, Since you chimed in first, Alex, Mm. why is he a fraud? Why is he a goat? Like, the onus is on Wrong. you. The onus is on you. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Why hold on. Is he, why? For the record, I'm on your side. Oh. And I believe he's okay. a fraud. The onus is on them. <laughs> <laughs> to explain why this guy is a goat. He's a very good midfielder. He's, yes. a, good, he's a good passing midfielder. Barcelona didn't want him. Uh, excuse me. Uh, opening mm. argument would say that Pep brought him to Bayern Munich because Pep believed in him. Correct. And Barcelona have regretted that decision bigly. And they really... <laughs> <laughs> and they Never really, they the really wanted him back. The fans wanted him back. Everyone wanted him back. They had a chance to buy him back, but the Barcelona board had this ego issue where they're like, we never buy someone who leaves Barcelona, blah, 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 blah. Point is, he was absolutely phenomenal. He was supposed to be Xavi and Iniesta air, and he was really starting to come in. He was better than Sesc when Sesc was there. The guy is an absolute goal. He's so sublime on he the field. He was not better than Sesc. Yeah, he was. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the truth of the matter. <laughs> Firstly, Barca, Bayern Munich fans actually had a campaign to get him out the team and be replaced in midfield by Corentin Tolisso. Why? They're because all... he was not actually all that good in that position. Don't and we all know Bayern Munich fans are the most truthful fans oh, in the course. entire world. Yes, yes, yes. Because it supports my argument right now, yes. Right. But here's a real question mm-hmm. about whether he's a GOAT or not. Before I mentioned his name, no one could think about Thiago Alcantara. You don't think about him because he's completely useless. Alcantara is not a higher echelon player. He's not Modric. He's not a Cruz. He's not a Busquets. He's not even on a racketish level because you don't even think about him. So how useful could he be? How can he be a GOAT if you don't even think about this guy? Good point, Bernie. You don't. I would, I, he's had a major injury 
every season since he's moved to Bayern. Correct. That's his own boss. fraud. Constantly. could be. Finish. He could be. He could be at that level. Preach. Also, also, he's still only 27. He Preach. He has some time. To Jack, keep. What, what are we talking about? He's still only 27. Yeah. You could. He's a center midfielder. Modric is playing in like in his 50s. You could say all the go. same things about Aaron Ramsey, except Aaron Ramsey actually scores goals. Except Aaron least. Ramsey loses possession every second and a half. Tegan Qatar will literally stick to it. Wait, for like wait, hold 10 on, minutes. hold on, hold on. Let's focus on something that Jack said, which is very, very important. Jack said he could be at that level, which means he's, he's de facto fraud. No, no, Jack misspoke there. <laughs> what he meant, I misspoke. I misspoke. What he meant to say is that he will be at that yes. or he is. Wait, see? He said he, he will is, be again. His slash will be. When you watch Thiago Alcantara play football, it gives you joy. He's in that East Coast kind of category. He's so much fun. He's so. Like, he just glides on the field. He looks up. He gives those beautiful through balls, beautiful at this. He. At a very young age, he was controlling tempo. He was controlling games. I think, yes, injuries were unfortunately a big deal. Pep did take him with him to Barcelona. But he has it all. What has he done? What do you mean? He's what has he done? He's played at the top has, level for like no, his no, whole life. I, I'll explain what he's I mean by that He's played for Barcelona, the best team in Spain. I'll explain what I mean by best, that And he's played at Barcelona. He was not even that good. But I'll explain what I mean by that question is, if you look at Luka Modric, who just won the best... And by the way, you know how I feel about Luka Modric that. is the best midfielder in the world. Well, this, hold on. This is what I'm talking about. You can point to things that Luka Modric, Tony Cruz, Busquets, all these other players I mentioned have done for their team yep. that said they are the best player on that team relative to someone At else. 33. You will never say that Alcantara is the best player. We still got six years to go, bro. So he's a fraud now. <laughs> That's what you're saying. And you're injury, making the own point. And injuries will rob you of those six right. years. I don't know. I believe Pep. He brought him to Bayern. I believe Pep. Yeah, and when Pep takes you from Barca to Bayern, I think that's a very big deal. Pep brought him to Bayern and then left him there. You don't think City could have done with him like two years ago when Pep took over? Come on. Yeah, they really could have. And and it's not like Pep hasn't signed a Shershinsky or whatever, Chagrinsky. Like, oh. Pep has made some stupid-ass signings. So <laughs> I, you can't believe Pep for everything. Let's not go there. He didn't just sign him randomly. He played with him for years and I'm years. just saying, I, I, I support poor Pepiness. Is no, I mean, Sox Ferguson signed some rubbish players too, so we can't just use those for every manager. Thiago won a lot with Spain under-21s. I mean, nothing with the senior team. But yeah, because when he came in, they became trash. Oh, that was his fault. Yeah. <laughs> they won everything three major competitions in a row. Then Thiago showed up at the door, and La Masia just, like, pretty crumbled. Much, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, well, well uh, I'm glad we decided that, uh, that he's, a, he's a GOAT. Well done, guys. That's greatness. That's a GOAT. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. <laughs> Brighton won Spurs 2. Um, no, Brighton, Brighton lost to your point. Yeah, very good. Sorry. Very good. Yeah. Um, Harry Kane still not on form, but scored a penalty. Eric Lamella, who can't force his way into the team, even though he always comes on and does very well. Which is an interesting thing. Well, that's what happened with Spurs. When Spurs struggle, they get a penalty. And this happened again in this game. Ah, I see. Hmm. Yeah, it happened all World Cup too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Harry Kane is the worst Golden Boot winner of all time. Harry Kane was not very good in the World Cup. No. He's not been good since the end of last season. He's also the reason they're out when you could have squared it to Sterling. Oh my god. The, okay. We'll hate for a little bit. No, we'll, go we'll on, go on. The last 10 minutes of this game, when they were already up, all he did was try and go for goal. Mm-hmm. It was actually, it got annoying. Like, I don't even care. And I'm watching, I'm like, there's so many people available. He just wants a goal where, where his shots to his target. name. Yes. Yeah. To be fair. Isn't that what he does? Yeah. He just shoots. Anyway? He just shoots. But, but that's it. actually a thing. That, like, something that's marked. Because you're right, he hasn't been informed since pretty much the end of last season. And you, there's been a massive drop-off in his, like, shots 
mm-hmm. again. And that is what he does. He's like a volume of shots kind of player. So mm. it's encouraging for him to see that number go back up. Yeah. yeah. I think that's fine from him if to just to get some shots off when he can. Like, just get into that rhythm again of getting a lot of shots off per game. Yeah. Because yeah. then he got played in goal because Lloris is, uh, you know, in jail or whatever. And, and Bourne is injured. He's horrendous. He's not injured. No, he's, he's horrendous. In, in, well, on, both. Man. He's both. Yeah. <laughs> they, Goal, goalkeeper Jeff. They uh yeah, he did pretty well. Gazaniga apparently only played what three games for Spurs his whole career and they're all clean sheets. Well not this one. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah true. True. <laughs> no, knockout knockout scored a good goal. Oh at the very end they, they kept harping on it right before had, the goal, though, right? They should have scored another one, yeah. Um knockout which, played a great a great. Did you say knockoffs? Knockout. Oh okay. I'm just thinking about knockoffs and Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, he's he played a great game. Yeah. Actually, he was very dangerous. He, he did mess up one quite easy chance. but So Spurs not 100% reliable yet again? Well, Spurs is, were on is, a, what, a three-game losing streak and, yeah. and all all would have been there yeah. worst since, I think, forever. Well, worst under Pochettino. No, was, worst ever. Yeah. Uh, three was history. already the worst yeah. under Poch. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Fourth okay. would have been history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think Brighton would be really encouraged by this game, by how well they played, but I also, like... For Tottenham, I think it was just about getting the three points. Like, yeah. like you said, mm-hmm. they're, on a, they're on a losing streak. So for them, it was just about getting three points. I don't think they really would have cared about how it came. But for Brighton, I think they should be really encouraged by how right. well they pushed Tottenham, especially at the end. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, they, they've actually been really impressive this season. I mean, Glenn Murray, what was it Glenn Murray had like 14 goals last season? Yeah. Know, recently. Yeah, and he, he started this season on fire too. And they're, they're like, I don't know, they seem to be a lot more difficult to beat than they were last season. Glenn Murray's goal uh, stats only interesting to me based on the Troy Deeney comments. Because <laughs> he said um, that Welbeck should never play again. I'm, I'm obviously I'm making it worse than it was. But Welbeck should never play again because it's shit. And uh, he, he, he himself, I think he said Danny Ings. Him and Danny Ings. And did he mention Murray? No, he said me and Danny Ings should definitely be in the team. Welbeck's a fraud. That was their exact the English yeah. team. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Glenn Murray is better than all of them. Yeah. Apparently. So, I mean, that goal against United alone, aesthetically, oh, it just hit it, it me. It was like, wonderful. Oh, it was it wonderful. Um, but, what's it called? Um, Spurs also, the problem is they also came off that 2-1 defeat to Inter Milan midweek where they were, mm. to be fair, they deserved the three points. They looked really good. Um, they were 1-0 up until the 80, like, 7th Thursday. The the sixth, that Icardi hit to the Oh, hands, my God. Yeah. Lloris was in goal for that, wasn't he? No. Oh, wasn't? He hasn't was played. It? He hasn't had uh, one. Oh, okay. But that, that result especially is why I think just getting the three points in this game was super important for them. Because they would have been really deflated after dropping that lead. So, I mean, a win is all they would have right, wanted. Right, right. At this point for Spurs, it's all about three points. But can we add, in that Champions League game, the reason why Spurs capitulated was Pochettino's fault. Mm. Because he didn't have the defenders to see out the game. Well, he didn't take. Well, he didn't take all the power. He didn't take Trippier. And if you look at that, that if you look at that game, the twenty-five minutes before that goal, the whole second half of Inter Milan, Spurs were not in it at all from a defensive point of view, and they made so many mistakes. The goal that they scored, that Icardi scored, was a defensive mistake. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I don't agree with much of that. Well, of course not. You're a Spurs fan. No, no, no. <laughs> it, has, it, has, it has nothing to do with that. It's like. It's so easy to just be like, yeah, Alderweireld wasn't there and he would have fixed it. But Alderweireld played in the two games before that, that, that they no, bottled not, as well. Not, it's not, not just a personality. It's also not as good as Van Dijk. Well, sure. I'm not yeah. suggesting Why didn't Pochettino bring Van Dijk? Because <laughs> <laughs> he want to pay 75 million. <laughs> Uh, apparently, apparently, wasn't where we heard about that. You know, the whole Van Dijk talk. Wasn't he available for like twelve million or something? Like two seasons before, the guy was saying, At like Celtic? a reporter. Yeah, he was saying like he was available for like twelve million from a season or two before from Celtic to Southampton. Yeah, yeah. and then well, like, you yeah. Arsenal were supposed to buy him for ten, and you guys said no. But that's everybody. 
That's everybody. All right. Well, we'll um, use that to segue to Arsenal, who beat Everton 2-0, although it was more complicated than that, wasn't it? Well, yeah, the first half was... Well, let's start with the starting lineup. Torreira finally started the game, uh, which people really wanted to see. Um, it's just the question was who's going to play with him. Obviously, Shaka is indispensable for some reason. So he played. Czech, obviously, still in goal. This Czech was man of the match. He was one of his best performances in Arsenal shirt in a long time. Jack, um, would you would you have started Czech, or did you think that it was time for Leno to take over? Leno. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also wasn't happy with what Czech said. Uh, I think today actually, where he, my man, he bashed, he bashed a bit on my uh, on my man, yeah. Arsene yeah. Wenger. And even though those comments may have been true, saying that he cared more about no the style than the team. results. Not, not to my guy. Not yeah. to, to Arson. I, I feel like the players are having a hard time with the question. Like, what's how do you different? phrase it? Because well, they keep yeah. being asked what's different, and they want to praise Emery, and it's hard to praise Emery without, <laughs> like, without, even if you don't do it directly, any, it yeah, kind of implies. Yeah, but yeah. still, he did it very directly. And Jack yeah. is a very intelligent human being. I don't like, even he care, exactly I don't care if it's true. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, the first half was all, uh, was all Everton. Mm. Um, Theo and Richarlison. Richarlison's back, by the way, from his, uh, from his band. Him and Theo were creating so much uh, trouble down the wings. Um, a few one-on-ones very early on in the game. And then Arsenal just didn't settle. I don't think there was a, there was a shot on target all first half. It was just a very, very, very poor performance. Czech made a lot of very, very good saves. Mm. To be fair to Czech... All season, he has been very good saves-wise. It's just his distribution kind of puts him under the spotlight. He hasn't been very good there. Um, and then the second half, it, which seems to be a trend with Arsenal lately, is like you play really horrible in the first half. First half performances have been horrendous. And then something seems to happen at halftime. Well, you sub a central midfielder usually. Something. And then <laughs> also you had the Ozo Ramsey playing together. Ozo was shafted out to the right so Ramsey can play central. Ramsey was absolutely useless this game. Did absolutely nothing. Still back to assists. Which, you know, that's how stats work. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously we'll get to the goals, but Jack, anything about Arsenal before that? I would say that, I yes, I think that Arsenal were not as good as they could be in the first half, but I also think that none of those Everton chances were real clear. Like, Czech made saves, but they yeah. weren't extraordinary. Like, he didn't have to. He made saves when he needed to, which is what you need from a goalkeeper. And yes, Arsenal are always going to be giving up chances right now at this point because they're still figuring out Emery's system, but they kept a clean sheet. They First yes. clean sheet. Yeah, none of those chances were, were super clear, like I said. So I don't think it was necessarily a, a really poor performance from Arsenal. I think it was good. I think it was encouraging. I think that... I, I don't think it was as bad as people might, right. might but, think. That, that's yeah. fair. There, there were definitely positives. I mean, there were definitely positives. You scored two goals. I hope there were some positives. Well, yeah. <laughs> Czech was one. Um, I thought Xhaka was actually a lot better than he's been. Yeah, after he gave the ball away for that one-on-one, yeah. Yeah, yeah after yeah. that, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's always a caveat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lacazette and, and Aubameyang, the partnership seems to still be like clicking into gear, but it's working. There's something there. You can see that. The second goal, I can barely count it because it was so offside. Like, I just yeah. don't understand how that gets given. That is like, one of the worst you... offside decisions in a very long time. It's bizarre. Very, very well, so he, bizarre. Well, to Alex's point, so Lacazette and Aubameyang have played together um, 586 minutes, right? They are averaging both of them a goal or assist every 33 minutes when they're playing together. So Lacazette has seven goals and three assists, Aubameyang six goals and two assists. So are those assists to each other? No, just when they're playing at the same time oh, okay. on the field, they they average a goal versus every thirty three minutes, and that like I mean that whole goal kind of showed what um, I think Emery's trying to do. The Torreira cutting it in midfield, 
um, really well to Ramsey, who actually had a really nice bit of control to kind of open himself up towards goal, gave it to like that like, first touch to open up the angle, and then the finish into the top right corner was... was both was, was it both brilliant. or just the second that were very rapid counterattacks? The As, second Because the second was a counter. The second was, yeah. The first was that. First was like a, well, it's not a counter, but it was like cut in midfield straight back at them. Yeah, and, then, and the finish was, oh, I mean, let's not underrate Lacazette's finish there. That was wonderful. Well, that's his biggest strength is his finishing. Let's not underrate his celebration either. I, I'm a big fan of <laughs> I that. I love it. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. kind of like uh, Umtiti's dance walk. Thing. I think it's the exact same thing. It's similar. Yeah. Some, I like them both. It's some weird disco yeah. strut. Yeah. Uh, him and, him, him and, uh, Obaming have a really cool kind of online relationship. It's actually fun to follow, like on Snapchat. Why, why are you privy to this? What? It's like Snapchat. Everybody's oh. privy to that. Like, okay. they, yeah, it's pretty cool. All Anyways, right. so I mean, Arsenal's record at home in the Emirates to non-top six teams is now twenty-one wins in a row. Non-top six teams. Yeah, which okay. is incredibly impressive. Um, we just got to improve our away form, which you know, Arsenal Wenger. What I think last season got one win away or something horrendous. Like Jack, you're gonna take two. that? Like, what are you- <laughs> Uh, it's just sad. It's just, <laughs> just going to be sad over okay. here. Bare facts. Because it's a fair point. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, he still needs to get Ozan Ramsey playing much better than they are. Hmm? Um, yeah. Hmm? Did you hear this? I did hear it. Did you hear this? I'm, did you? You heard what he just said, right? I'm, I'm, I can be objective. That's not. When? That's not I'm a thing. Um, this is the most shocking thing I've heard in in five years of doing this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, we'll see how we'll see how the rest of the season goes. But Arsenal, you know, probably what, sixth, fifth, sixth. Yep. I would, I would say so. I, I think when they come up against a good team, having Aubameyang and Ozil wide and not covering their fullback is going to be a serious, serious problem. Well, Bellerin is... I feel so bad for Bellerin. I know, you know, he's not my favorite player in the world, but he does... There is a huge thing there to say that he just... The whole right no side, protection. he has no protection whatsoever. Defending is all him. Attacking down that wing is also all him. It's like he just can't do it all. But So you guys think you're going to finish fifth or sixth? Is that, what, is that what you just said? Between 5th yeah. and 7th, yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I just feel like you guys are so like excited about predicting who's going to do what in the league. Like Emery could turn out to be wonderful and your team gels. And then yes, that's fine, you could but be, over who? Who's not going to gel? Maybe Tottenham. Think, Tottenham are having a horrendous That's still coming 5th. That's still coming well, you could leapfrog Chelsea even because we don't know how good they're going to be. Chelsea have won like 17 games in a row? No, they won 5 or 6 in a row and it just started. I'm saying, why are, you guys are really, like you could be very good. I'm not saying you are. I'm saying you could be. Just it, let, let When is that going to happen? Like December? Okay. Jack? I would just say, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of games like almost exactly like this one where Arsenal give up a lot of chances. Sometimes, yeah, there'll be more clear chances against better counter-attacking teams. So... I, a lot of games are going to look I feel like Jack is the optimistic type. Yeah. I, I, I think so. <laughs> Me and Jack are on very opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, that's why you were banging around. He was banging A lot of those, like, yes, a lot of those games they'll lose because they'll be playing against better teams. But I think this first season under Emery is just about, like, getting game time, playing in his system, yeah. figuring out what works and what doesn't, and... Finishing, yes, fifth or sixth. Or 100%. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's, let's move on to Chelsea then, since uh, they're the last thing we really want to talk about. They drew to West Ham 0-0. West Ham are weird. They they have their good games, and when they're good, they're good. I think since the Wilshire injury, they've improved. Yes, dramatically. <laughs> I mean, two games in a row now where they've actually quite improved. Yarmolenko is getting into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Does that hurt the- your soul? No, I, I'm, I'm done with that. You're done with Wilshire? He was your favorite Arsenal player. He was my not, not, my yeah, not ability <laughs> only. Why? I just liked him. No, I he, liked he him. was your epitome of an Arsenal player. After just, Cesc, So, like, no in your else. soul, this must have hurt. Oh, well... When yeah, that's also all I wanted. Okay. You can move on. Now. You just want me to be in hurt. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, Chelsea... 
they did the whole Giroud Hazard thing again, which has been working recently, to be fair. Morata actually came on and did really well. Missed like their best chance. 15 though. minutes. Yeah, they did miss their best chance. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, think, I mean, it's all relative. But, yeah. Yeah. I think West Ham have looked a lot better when they've been playing, like you said, three in the yeah. in the midfield now with Declan Rice especially. I think he's oh, been, he's been their best player these past couple games where they've been picking up twenty one only. Yeah, a lot better results, and I I think everyone was kind of talking about that they're two in the midfield before with Wilshire and Noble. I think Wilshire can come into that three, but I think just playing three in the midfield changed things a lot for them mm-hmm, because yeah. you saw last week that Everton just couldn't break them down through the middle of the park. They had to play it out wide and DNA had to get a lot of crosses in, but they've just shut teams down trying right. to get through the, the middle of their, yeah. of their team. It's and true. it's looked a lot better. And I think Declan Rice will be one of, if not their standout player this season. It's yeah. true. I, I wasn't, like I I'd heard the name, but I wasn't particularly aware of him last season. I don't know. Is he a what, is he a West Ham Academy? Yeah, I think yeah. he was at Chelsea's Academy for a couple. Yeah, of years. who isn't? No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so yeah. he's on loan. He got out of there. On the Chelsea side, the problem with them, I think, this game is that they had the whole again Kovacic, Jorginho, and Kante, and Kante is pushed way too far forward. It's out of his comfort zone. It's not really what he's made to do. Um, you know, against a team like West Ham or whoever, you know, I, I don't think they should always stick with those three. Unfortunately, they don't really have an attacking midfielder. So only oh, Barkley. Barkley yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so who would you who would you move? But, but that's my problem. I don't know because they don't have a player. It's either Ross Barkley or then you start to kind of bring Hazard into a tent. Like I don't know. I, I'd be quite interested to see. I know Sari likes Jorginho as the deep lying metronome, whatnot. But in a game like this where you don't necessarily need that. It would be interesting to see him as a ten, given him, given his passing ability, and see him in the final third whether he could make those. Jorginho, uh, sorry, before we go on from Jorginho, yeah. he had the uh, the record of the most passes ever by a by a player hmm. in the league since like two thousand and three. Like game. like in Hun- yeah, like in one game. Yes, yeah, like that's how much Chelsea moved and moved and moved the ball through him. It mm-hmm. just. Mm-hmm. But yeah. for on on that, that that brings a tactical quandary: is do you just mark Jorginho if you're the opposite team? But that's another thing. Absolutely. Remember when Rooney did it to Arteta? Remember, I remember one game very clearly. It was United, Arsenal, and Arteta was doing everything. He was, you know, pulling all the strings for Arsenal all season. And really was on. And then Alex Ferguson just went, that's it. You just literally stand on Arteta when there's a goal kick for Arsenal. And that's it. We could not build. It was brilliant. So maybe Jorginho is... Maybe. I think Chelsea have better... Uh, like, they don't necessarily have to play through Jorginho. Right. If a team decides to man-mark him, they have Luis who can play out from the back. They have Kovacic, Conte, who are good with the ball, can sure. bring it out from the back. And then that just leaves the other team with a man right. just marking Jorginho. And, well, what, and what I find interesting here is that of those three, like Kovacic has now become this center midfield, yeah, whatever. But when he was at Inter, he was very much an attacking midfielder. That the ball came through him and he made things happen. So I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm sure, you don't lose that right at his age. Right. He's still relatively it's young. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <I was gonna laughs> say, sometimes you do. <laughs> Although uh, I, Pellegrini was was quite interesting on this game. He said afterwards, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically he said we wanted to shift them to the right and have them play down the right because they're far more dangerous on the left with Azad and uh, Alonso, mm. and they don't create much down the right. So he's saying William shit. Or Pedro, whoever. It whoever decides to yeah. play that game. Well, I'll also ask Pellegrini to be fair. Anderson rinsed yeah. him like three times. Right. It's kind of dangerous if you're telling him to play on your right side and your right back is Zabaleta. 
Yeah. Oh, on a Chelsea's right. Yeah. Oh, on a Chelsea's right. As far away from Zabaleta as possible. I like that game plan a lot. Okay, makes sense. Zabaleta actually didn't play horrendously this game. He looked. He's like a bit of a renaissance. He's a level we've reached with him. Exactly. But yeah, like Alonso as well. Like Alonso's very dangerous down the left side for Chelsea. But this game, they just they couldn't really do it. Like it's not even a lot of saves by the by the West Ham keeper. It was just they couldn't break them down. And yep. West Ham played brilliantly. Yeah. I think they also had a they traveled back from their Europa League game a day later than mm. than uh, usually. So they might have been a bit uh, a bit tired heading into this one. And right. West Ham just maybe played Rude, them really well. Rudiger's having a bit of a. A good patch. He's playing very well for them. Yeah, I mean, they've barely conceded game. goals. I mean, these are the first points they've dropped yeah. all season, so they're, what, a couple points off Liverpool now? West Ham had actually the two most dangerous attacks in, in the first half or whatever when... Yarmolenko? Um, no. Yeah, I mean, he no, was... the striker was playing instead of Arnautovic that game. Antonio. He yes, Antonio had yeah, two really good chances, um, too. But Yarmolenko's miss wasn't even the worst miss of the weekend, <laughs> which is insane to say. Yeah, it's it's true. True. It should have been, but, uh, but it wasn't. I, I just think that's a... Great result for West Ham. Oh, no for Arnautovic sure. playing against a team who's unbeaten so far. Yeah, yeah. that's four, undoubtedly a good point. Four points out of three out of two games now for West Ham, so they'll take it after their horrendous start to the season. Yeah. Is, broad Chelsea, bottom. is Chelsea's title bid over? Chelsea's never had a title bid, I don't think, but I think they'll come like third okay. or second. Actually, who's going to come second? I'll no, no one disagreed. Let's uh, come second. Let's do Moomoo of the week. Let's do it. I do Moomoo. One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. All right, so our Mumu this week is actually the FIFA Best Player Award. Well, FIFA's an organization again, right? And via the FIFA Best Awards, Mumu first because I think the name is absolutely. Oh, ridiculous. it's so boring. The, the FIFA Best what Player. What would you call it? Well, the Ballon d'Or was brilliant. The Golden Ball. That, that, that's exactly... It should be something like that. It should be FIFA. Well, Ballon d'Or is already taken, so you have to come up with something else. <laughs> FIFA Goat 11. FIFA Goat? FIFA goat the Goat The Goat Award would be good. The Golden Goat. That would have been generational. Why not? <laughs> yeah, it's biblical. <laughs> that would be great. Um, um, sure, but why? Why? So there's a few things. First of all, it's just like, who gets to vote for which category? It's all different. The fans get to vote for the Golden of the Year. Which obviously gets, you know, hijacked by whoever is has the most online presence because fans mm-hmm. don't, you know, they're biased. They don't vote subjectively. So that's why Salah So won. Salah won for not even his best goal that he scored that year because it was against Everton. So obviously all the Liverpool fans thought, let's get one over Everton. <laughs> so yes. Egyptian fans, Liverpool fans, they gave him that goal when, you know, you had Ronaldo and Bale and all that good stuff. Um, I think, Jack, you were talking about a one in yeah, Australia. Was, uh, I believe his name was Riley McAtee for Newcastle Jets. Uh, just a beautiful <laughs> a beautiful scorpion kick uh, from the edge of the box. I thought there's no way that one was actually going to win, but uh, right. I think it maybe should have. It was incredible. I, I agree. The, the problem with the Salah goal is it, you forgot he scored that goal. Right, like, and then all remember the, everyone remembered it because he won it this time. This it's is like, very what? much the Thiago Alcantara <laughs> argument. <laughs> um, and then you had the best eleven of oh, the season, but mess. then you had De Gea as the best eleven keeper, but then Courtois winning actually the best goalie award. Like, Why work? Courtois? I don't understand. I mean, you move to Madrid, you start winning awards. Um, the other one is Salah isn't in the eleven. 
Seriously, Hazard. So, Salah's nominated as one of the top three players in yes. the world, well, but he's not the, in the 11. It is the FIFA award, so they are putting a lot of emphasis on the, on World, the Cup. World Cup performances. Mm, that's true. why Mbappe's in there. makes less sense if you think about De Gea, Danny Alves in there. Yeah. Danny uh, Alves is just almost like, you like, anybody play right back? No, still Danny Alves. Yeah. It, no, it's it's, it's it like they left it from last year. Like, they yeah. forgot to update yeah. the right back. Yeah. <laughs> just, it was bizarre for a lot of reasons. And then I think, I mean, Modric won it at the end, like the FIFA best player or whatever. Deserved. Yeah. Ronaldo didn't show up. Messi Ooh. didn't show up. I mean, Jack says it's deserved. Before we get into that, the fact that Messi isn't even in the top <laughs> three was like fraud. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing on that. I just think that there are a lot of people that, that a lot more than usual that do not think that he was the best player in the world. Well, they, their opinions don't matter. Sure. No, like, I, 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 I agree. I'm just saying, but it adds to the narrative of the whole thing being completely. Look, look, look. Modric did nothing different than his last two seasons, except play four more games in a World Cup. Well, okay, so, so here's a question. Nothing else changed from two seasons ago, I and he didn't win that. it then. But it's just the World Cup, four games, literally. Wait, here's a question. Who was more important to Real Madrid? Ronaldo. Uh, no, forget Ronaldo. I think we all agree on that. But Varane and Varane. Modric. Yeah. Varane was critical to France winning the World Cup. Varane was critical to uh, everything Real Madrid did defensively because they were under the cosh a lot. Yeah. More so than Modric. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Modric, like you said, didn't really Look, do all that much. What? Like, I'm not going to lose him this over way, Modric. If, if Germany won the World Cup, yeah. Tony Cruz would have been the best player in the world. Yeah. And they didn't do much differently. Okay. I'm sorry. I got I to gotta stick out for my boy a little bit, okay? No. So, no. No, no, listen, listen. listen. Let's <laughs> no, just put it out there. Salah took Egypt to their first World Cup in 27 years. He scored 80% of their qualifier goals. He scored the clutch penalty to take them there at the end. He went to the World Cup injured. He scored two in two. For, for Liverpool, he got all the way to the Champions League final with a very, very impressive European stats, wise mm-hmm. goals and assists. Mm-hmm. In the Premier League, he broke a record that st- stood since Ronaldo. Since, you know, people say the greatest player of all time, blah, blah, It stood there with the uh, record goal scored in a season. He played a phenomenal season, blah, blah. All this is not enough to take you over no. for what? So here's my question. If, if Van Dijk had come up in the final, scored a header, and Liverpool would have won 2-1... I bet you anything Salah would have got the sure. trophy. It's just unfair. It's an individual trophy. I, I see. This is obviously the FIFA awards, like I said. So it's going to be skewed to World Cup performances. I I think it is, like, yes, biased in that way. But I'm just happy that Modric has got some recognition. Because yeah. I have... When people have asked me, like, these past three years, who is the third best player in the world behind Messi and Ronaldo... I would always say Luka Modric because that's what I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Third best player in the world. He's that good. And people wouldn't, people wouldn't know. Like, casual football fans wouldn't really know who that right. was. It would be like Neymar or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah. So, he has long been overshadowed in this Real Madrid team, just like everyone else was when Ronaldo was there. Um, and his performance in the World Cup this year, he was that driving force that brought Croatia to the final. Yeah. So, oh. I think it's absolutely like fair that he won that award, even if it is biased towards... They want, they want their Completely FIFA agree. product to be what... I agree with you, Jack, in terms of he was the best midfielder in the world. If you want to say that, I agree with he you. He has been. But if uh, for me, it's you look at it in, in buckets. So there's importance, let's say significance or relevance. And for me, if you look at Varane, like, come on. Like, if you look at winning, also, Varane as well. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just taking Ronaldo and them yeah. out and saying who's a, like a left-wing pick or a hipster yeah. pick. You go, for me, Varane was critical more so than Modric to two different things to Champions League and that. But at the same time, you also have to look at it from the context of stats. You, you can't avoid it. And, and for, to Mo Salah's point, Lionel Messi wasn't even in the top three. And Lionel Messi had the best statistical season of anybody. In La Assists Liga, and goal, La No, no, Liga. forget La Liga. All competitions. So for me, I agree with you on the Modric point, but I don't think Modric stood out 
more so than the guy that played next to him. I think and Wonders deserves. I think he did sorry, stand out in the sorry, World Cup. One more thing: in the World Cup, they went to three straight penalty shootouts. If if they were that good and he was that, all that, they wouldn't have gone to penalty shootout against was it Denmark? That's and, way too simplistic. No, I get it. I get it. But I'm saying he's also a center midfielder. No, I understand what you're saying. I'm saying. If we don't have that argument when we're talking about someone like Xavi or talking about Zidane playing in the center of midfield, you go, he was that good that he beat Brazil yeah. by himself. So all I'm saying is, I, I love not- Modric, but if you're going to go the best, you have to be miles and, and heads and shoulders above everybody else. And he was also, never... Well, it, no, you don't. You just have to be slightly above everyone else. That's all, that's all you need but to But it, it has to be an individual award. Everything about Modric comes to how important he was to the trophies. But an individual award is, is just that Modric got his awards in the fact that he carried the Champions League final and he could have carried the World Cup and blah, blah, blah. Those are his awards for playing really well with his team. I just think if this is an individual award, it needs to be whoever played the best standalone individually. That's it. But has nothing to do with what that got you in trophies. But then, you're, but then the awards will always be skewed towards forwards and people who well, score but goals. That, but that losses. is what these are, No, but it's not because you can have just as good a game. Like Luka Modric can have just as good a game as a forward who scores two goals without scoring or it, it doesn't have to it's be not. because if you look at N'Golo Kante for Chelsea and for Leicester it yes. was clear as accept. day yes. that he was the best player there was never a yeah. co- an argument even for France by the way in the World Cup you could say that N'Golo Kante was more um, influential than many other players on the same pitch you can't say the same thing that we look at March against Denmark and against who? England? Yeah, it wasn't that big a deal yeah I think you can well, because Jordan Henderson was so trash. Like, I'm saying, you know. have to go to penalties. The problem there. is, Modric, Modric comes with a bit of a, a hipster thing to it, where it's like, you know what? Well, he's, Modric is the best midfielder in the world for the past three seasons. I agree. Mm-hmm. He's phenomenal. I'm not taking anything away, but I think it is a bit of a hipster's choice. The center midfielder, the, you know, let's give it to someone else other than a striker, the kind of Varro kind of feel. I don't know. I just feel I'm okay with it, whatever. It's not the end of the world, but... Okay. Central midfield is the most important position, yes or no? Depends on the Dep- team. It depends on the team. But sure. But in general. I love a center mid. You know me. I love an assist more than a goal. Right. But it's just... So I, it, can't, it, can't can't be, it can't be hipster to give an individual award to a central midfielder. Okay, like, here's the thing. Like, they, come, they, they don't come out of their group in the World Cup and Modric doesn't win this award. Again, it's four games. And, and it very easily could have happened because they went to penalties. This is what I'm, I'm saying. And again, I'll go back to it again. Rafael Varane was more important than Luka Modric for both teams. Together. To put together. Put together. I, I But... Croatia was the best team in the group stage at the World Cup. Modric was probably the best player. And then they won how they had to win to get to the final. Like, he played the way that he was going to play in every single game. And yes, they had to go to penalties, but they still won those games. You can't... You I can't say that they didn't win the game. And Croatia shouldn't be in a World Cup final. No, absolutely sure. not. My, my, my did Varane not have to go through Messi? Have to go through Hazard? Have to go through... Did they play? Well, they played, they played the better they teams. Play. And uh, my, my beef isn't Ronaldo. My beef is Rafael Varane not even being there and Modric being there. No, I think... I have Rafael Varane over Modric. It's a separate issue, though. I'm making it an issue. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyways, is this still Momo of the Week? I think we lost, left Momo of the Week a long time ago. Okay, I think we should move on. Okay, individual awards of Momo. <laughs> Happy Momo. <laughs> One thing we are no sha, Momo no fit sleep forever. One day, Momo go wake up. It's been an argumentative pod, so we thought we'd end on something we can all agree on, which is Alex Ferguson not dying. Um, Bernie, he got a lovely reception at Old Trafford. Yeah, 
um, I'm so stuck on not dying. But well, yeah, he, 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 he had a lovely reception. It Except was the really, scoreline. Well, that had nothing to do with him. But right. it was really nice to see him back after his it was. brain hemorrhage and, yeah. and whatever. And just good to see a legend back. And the stadium gave him a wonderful reception. I think all of football was happy to see the big man back. Yeah, I, I bet you Mourinho hated it. Meh. I mean, Meh. I was going to say, did they share a bottle of wine? But Ferguson probably shouldn't be drinking at this point. No, but no. trust Mohamed to ruin a good moment. I know. Because, because <laughs> yeah. he's a salty asshole. <laughs> it was all kumbaya. And then, yeah. 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 I don't know. We'll... Okay, this is a bit morbid, right? But will Bobby Charlton outlive him? Uh, why do we have to debate this? I didn't say debate. <laughs> no, dude, he's not arguing over who's going to live longer. Wow. Actually, I think he might outlive all of us. I mean, Bobby Charlton will live long enough as long as they don't get into apologize to Mourinho one more time. <laughs> True. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think no. Okay. They, they have it. Yeah. That, that critical issue has been dealt with. I hope you don't have to decide. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that will do it. Thank you very much for listening and downloading to the Koshcast. We will see you next week. Uh, Jack, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Jack, where can me. people find you online? Do you have Twitter and stuff? Yeah. Uh, at Jack underscore Longo, L-O-N-G-O. Basically on any of the big social media platforms you can think of. Nice. Same thing everywhere. Great. Like Shazam and stuff. L-O-N-G-O. 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 Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Koshcast.